It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Yay! So we are recording a podcast this week about uh, our well, is it our favourite show? It's high up there for me. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. I think it could be my favourite show. It's one of the few things in popular culture that me and MJ have watched. <laughs> As you'll know from, I've as watched you, a lot. I know that yeah. I don't watch any. That no. we have a shared thing. Yeah. As you'll know from previous podcasts, MJ has, uh, you know, is like totally. The, MJ is the zeitgeist. I am the zeitgeist. And I just, just watch watching, a lot of telly. I and watch I'm just a, lot a lot of Netflix. Of cycling. Yeah. yeah, you watch cycling, which is no use to our podcast whatsoever, except no. occasionally for a metaphor. But then you have to explain the metaphor because no one else is watching the cycling. In one that you that. Uh, there was a, a thing you said that didn't make the final edit, but you talked about going into the red zone. Yes, uh, once, and that's a cycling term. There we go. So yeah. cycling does give us some useful, some yeah. useful stuff. You really don't want to go into the red for too long when you're cycling. Anyway. That's right. You lose minutes. You don't want to go into the red. You want to stay in the amber. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're struggling, stay in the amber. Dose your effort. Uh-huh. You know, just keep hydrated. Get to the top of the climb. Don't go into the red because you'll lose minutes. You will lose minutes that way. Your entire tour okay. just gone. I feel like we're veering away from the subject. Really, I want it to be like the cycling podcast, but well, there's already a podcast could, called we, the cycling podcast. You could do a cycling podcast. I bet there's other sex, but there are other sex podcasts, indeed. There are. Mr. Dan there. Savage, for a start. Yeah. What? We, are, we talk, are we talking about Dan Savage? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's an example of another sex podcast. Yeah. yeah. He, he uh, mentioned rewriting the rules once. He once mentioned my book. That was uh, really exciting. He retweeted me once. That yes. That was fun. But he, he can be a bit problematic on some things. Yeah. yeah. But he kind of tries to own it, usually. Yeah. I think that's the history of Dan's podcast. I mean, yeah. I like it. Mm. I think we're doing something very different. Very different indeed. And well, the two of us. Was two that. of us, which makes it yeah. like we bounce off each other and learn stuff from each other Absolutely. all the time. I think that, well, yeah. that definitely helps me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and we've got very fewer listeners, but the ones we have, we really, we love and respect we are cultivating the listenership though yeah yeah the people excellent thank you very much listeners yeah and thank you for all your lovely feedback and your helpful feedback about the sound quality yes which Um, we're trying to address we're going to get we're going to get little mics once we know the best kind to get yeah and meanwhile we are in the stairwell again yeah at my flat trying to hide from the noise of the builders house it's very hard in london to find a quiet place until we have our own proper radio show where they give us a studio and everything yeah Um, uh, we are going to be in my stairwell. We should pitch that. Yeah. Yeah, we need those, like, egg boxes on the wall thing, you know. I mean, we could just get egg boxes on the wall. We but could, in, our, in my stairwell. I'm not sure that will help. But people who come to our homes may <laughs> think that we're taking our interior design to rather eccentric place. <laughs> yeah, if we have egg boxes. <laughs> you know, yeah. when Kevin McLeod comes around. Yeah, yeah, on that day, yeah. This is a giant segue. <laughs> so what we, <laughs> we want to talk it, about... What we're going to talk about is a show that we like. Yes. Master of None. Master of None. Now, we're going to talk about master of none second series yes uh as well as a bit of the first series so if you have not watched the whole of master of none go and watch it now immediately stat yeah yeah uh, it's on netflix yeah. uh, shelf this podcast because there is a spoiler there'll be big, lots of spoilers lots of spoilers yeah we'll just spoil the whole thing for you yeah yeah or just listen you know maybe you don't care about spoilers yeah maybe it gives it whets your appetite to go yeah. and watch it but just to let you know that's yeah thing thing it's relevant as well because this is a rom-com um which is a genre that we are both into yeah um and yeah 
I think we ought to be watching the rom-coms and talking about them because they have all the messages in them, so good and bad. About oh yeah, romance and sex and relationships. Well, well, that's right. I mean, they they are they have all the messages, but they are also re- retelling all the messages, aren't they? They're kind mm. of like um, they are the love stories, and they are retelling the love stories. That's right, and they and this is it. We are we are in that culture, so yeah. we are picking up from those kind of shows. Um, yeah. But I think Master of None is a very interesting one because in some ways it's repeating some of the dodgier messages, but in other ways it's resisting them as well. Yeah, so it's mm. re- and that's what we're going to kind of talk about. Yes. As well, as well as that, we're going to give Dev some advice. Absolutely. Dev, so. the, I guess the main character, you would say. Absolutely, and, uh, and they're played by Aziz Ansari, yeah. um, who also wrote the book Modern Romance, yeah. which is a sociological romp through love and relationships and is well recommended I would say it's a really interesting read it's yeah it's not as social as I would like I would like a bit more about cultural messages a bit more about societal structures in there Mm. um Yes, we would like to have him on the show and talk to him about these things, uh, how he could make the next book a bit better. Uh, um, I would really like Lena Waithe on the show, from uh, who plays Denise. Oh, yeah, Denise. Oh. Yeah, is awesome. Yeah. I don't know if More she's Denise. written a sociological book on relationships herself. I assume, I assume so. No, but if you're having Aziz on the show, I want Lena right, on the show. Okay, so, we'll have them both. It'll be yeah, good. It'll be fine. grand. Yeah. 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 Separate episodes. Also, she, I think she was involved in writing the Thanksgiving episode, which was yeah. one of our absolute favourite episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, she has a lot to say that was, is of interest, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's written some great stuff about um, sexuality and being a person of colour and yeah. stuff that I uh, retweeted and she liked that I retweeted. Like, ah, I your friends? About that. Your friends on no. Twitter? Like, oh, no. you follow her on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. and I retweeted her. So I got a like. Okay. No. No. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell the adder on Twitter after this. Yeah. I think I've already got Aziz. Yeah. So, mm. um, let's just talk about the show briefly. It's mm. uh, set in New York. Yeah. It's... As so many great rom-coms are. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, I mean, uh, we get to talk about whether it is actually a rom-com as well, I suppose. Mm. But anyway, it's kind of a rom-com. It's really centred around this character, Dev who is um, an American with uh, Indian parents, right? Indian Muslim parents? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Indian, I think. I believe so. I'm not sure if it says whether... Yeah, I think India, but it might be Pakistan. I think it talks about India a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so... um, uh, And uh, he's like the main character. He's kind of like a kind of... uh, a smaller, less ver- less famous version of Aziz Ansari. Exactly, it's like a TV personality and in a way, like actor. his character on Parks and Rec, which was the other show that he was in, mm. um, was kind of like a beefed up almost version of himself, I think. And right. this is like a yeah, slightly kind of toned down, toned down version. Kind of yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's got mates um, Arnold, uh, who's uh, tall, bearded, wears specs, and drinks Negronis. Does he remind you of anybody? Gives really great advice. Does he to remind death. you of anybody? He's Really, he sounds familiar. Really to outgoing me. and <laughs> kind of fun and really sweet. Really quite sweet. Yeah, kind of vulnerable on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't remind me of anyone at all. Um, and there is Denise, who we've talked about. Um, she is a, a, a black woman who is also a lesbian. Yeah, and the. That our favourite episode, I think, my favourite episode. Oh yeah, it's right up there. Yeah, is the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Oh. 
You are going to love this oh, episode. Love yeah, so it's all about episode. family. It's like going back through their life, isn't it? It's yeah. all about like how they always had Thanksgiving together, like Dev and Denise. Mm. Like Dev would always go around there for Thanksgiving, mm. and so it follows them through. And a lot of it's about um, Denise's process of coming out yeah. um, to to the family, um, and then various girlfriends coming over for Thanksgiving, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's really great. Really beautiful. And and also a lot about kind of black culture in America as well. The conversations they're having around the Thanksgiving table yeah. are all very interesting yeah. around, you know, what's going on at that particular time in yeah. terms of black history in the US. It's a really important and lovely and funny episode. Yeah, yeah. I They've just, just it over nailed over. it completely, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. So good. Mm. Um, but, uh, so let's, should we start giving... Well, we should say about, I suppose, the arc of the yeah. the, the series is about Dev's relationship with Francesca, yeah. who he meets in Italy at the beginning, mm-hmm. and she's got a boyfriend, and then she ends up coming to New York, mm-hmm. and then there's this whole kind of developing romance with Dev and Francesca. Mm-hmm. First of all, is kind of first of all, his quandary is he's feeling love feelings for her, and is he going to say anything? Yeah. And then it's like clearly that she has that's reciprocated, mm-hmm. but what's she going to do? Is she going to go back to Italy mm-hmm. with her partner? partner is she going to stay in New York with Dev but that there's all implications for her family as well because mm. um, you know it's about cho- more than choosing a partner it's also about choosing you know to move away from where she was raised and to not be around her family anymore who were really close yeah. so there's a lot going on there. Big deal as well and as far as being in this like relationship that didn't seem to really be working yeah. very well at all. Yeah because um, he's really into tiles yeah, really, really into tiles. Yeah. And she's really not so she's into not tiles. In, no one's into tiles as much as he is. But I guess the, the <laughs> art from Deb's perspective over the two series is that romantic relationships are something that he's really, really struggled with. Yeah. And really, um, it's really kind of grasping quite tightly on trying to get like a person. Yeah. And it's a real shame for me, and it's the thing that I guess we talk about in terms of is this a rom-com or not, because really the the amazing relationships yeah. in this show are all the friendships. Like so many. Rela- like so many of these shows. Like Sex and the City, yeah. like Girls, like Mindy Project, you know. It's like so yeah. many of these kind of shows have these amazing friendships in, and yet the main character is still so obsessed with a romantic relationship. But there are also other relationships as well. In, yeah. In this, so there's a relationship with pets, um, that we have with uh, Alan's dad uh, having like oh, the, yeah. the moment of non-exclusive dating with somebody he's like carrying on dating with someone because he loves their dog yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got the relationship with parents which is strong in both series there's a huge amount yeah. of that yeah. there's the relationship with God and spirituality and, yeah uh, particularly so in the religion episode yeah, yeah a bit of agape going on there yeah there's a relationship with the city one of the episodes is called New York it's oh, about different yeah. New Yorkers lives and yeah and like, how they're all connected together yeah that interconnectedness oh, yeah uh, so so it's like that kind of love idea of humanity being, yeah. yeah there's different kinds of uh love as well there's kind of the playful silly love that mm. arnold is able to give on so great arnold is oh, able Arnold's to give the playful great. silly love yeah he's also to, able to give the pragmatic sit down here's yeah. some amazing advice i'm really listening to you mate it sounds like you're going through something really difficult mm. so there's loads of different kinds of love there's also a bit of quite a bit of self-love going on i think where mm. people really tune into what it is that they want to eat and do yeah. and where they want to go and how yeah. they want to chill out um, the one thing that they're struggling with is the romantic relationships yes but so, so much so that it is really presented as very painful yeah. that it's sort of like his life's not enough 
yeah. with, without that in a certain form so there's a bit where he's sitting in the back of the taxi and yeah. it's just quiet for ages and you can tell that he's really sad because he's not really managing to connect with people on online dating Yeah, and then you know there's also these really sad moments where he's feeling that he's not going to get with Francesca yeah it really um, feels like a kind of an unrequited love thing going yeah. on and like it's not going to happen and mm-hmm. and he said to Arnold that he just feels so alone yeah that just made me feel so sad but you get this as well from you know I don't know how much you know I think this is largely based on Aziz Ansari's own life but you get Mm. it in the modern romance book as well there Mm. is this real sense you know what's frustrated me about that book as well as it not really talking about cultural messages enough is that it's also kind of not really talking about alternatives to romantic love Mm. you know and different ways of doing it not really realising that it's really only in this particular place and time that we put that much emphasis on it yeah and also just recognizing that perhaps if he turned his attention to other kinds of love in his life that it might not be such a big issue i mean this is the thing that Mm. where it's both uh reflecting the cultural messages but also retelling the cultural messages yeah kind of perpetuating them yeah yeah so um i mean Really, my advice to Dev, if Dev came to us, so Dev, if Dev said, hey, yeah. Meg, John and Justin, got this thing, you know, got this really mm. struggle with romantic relationships, found this woman who was a friend and now, yeah. you know, I don't know whether she's moving to New York and now it's, you know, mm. we're going to try and be together, but I'm really struggling with it. But I've got all these amazing friendships. Mm. I think feel like I would want to say to Dev, stop dating. Mm. just stop dating see how that goes yeah treat your friends like dates yeah just nice. go on dates with your friends and family and I'd want to just spend all my time with Arnold he's great yeah. and Brian is great as well and he's is amazing what you want to tuck Arnold in oh I would tuck Arnold in give him yeah. a tuck tuck because uh, there's an episode where Arnold wants tucking in and Dev's like can I go that far can I tuck <laughs> yeah. my male friend in there is a little bit of kind of uh, rigid heterosexuality in the show. I mean, both, again, it's these. a both and, isn't it? Because yeah. I think it's really showing a very bromantic kind of relationship mm. in a lot of ways with Devon Arnold's. But the, in that moment, there's this sense of how far can you go? Yeah. Like, you know, he's feeling like, yeah, I can't, I don't really want to tuck you in. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of joke. And there certainly wouldn't be that he could snuggle up in there with him. No. You know, and who wouldn't want to snuggle with Arnold? Exactly. So yeah. I guess what we're talking about is like, this is relationship anarchy, isn't it? it mm. What we're talking about. That yeah. If we could take more of a, a relationship anarchy approach where we treat all relationships as trying to be as equal as each other, I guess. Or value, it's certainly valuing different kinds of relationships. You yeah. Because I guess you can't have an equal relationship with like everyone in the world because that would be impossible. But yes. certainly valuing friendships, collegiate relationships, yeah. um, relationship with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All valued as much as each other. Exactly, and there's a lot of useful stuff in our uh, Make Your Own Relationship User Guide uh, zine about this to help you to think about this. Mm. Even folk who are monogamous can really learn about. Oh, yeah. stuff from relationship anarchy oh again like the research on uh, monogamy that I was exploring in that uh, Secrets of Enduring Love book that I did that's um, right written by Dr. Meg John Barker and Dr. Jackie, Jackie Gab. Gab. Professor Jackie Gab. Professor Jackie Gab, yeah. sorry. Yeah, because they give you a professorship for doing proper research and not for writing self-help books. Yeah. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm just an Hancock GCSE. <laughs> Bond swimming certificate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never got that. Oh, well, no. <laughs> I'm annoyed. <laughs> Any, like, Boy Scout badges over there? Uh, Cubs. Cubs, yeah. Not many. <laughs> Like All right, you've put things in perspective for me now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so anyway, yeah. So that book, um, one of the things that came out of that research that Jackie Gab did mm. was exactly that. Um, it's um, that people in monogamous relationships also need other things, mm. you know, other people, other support, other kinds of things in their lives. Otherwise, the, that's when the relationships get under too much pressure when yeah. it's just like the two of you against the world type the, thing, or the that's th- the real focus of all your attention. Definitely, the third leg of the stool, right? Yeah, like the stool needs three legs, not two. You yeah. know that three is kind of more that more strong. Whatever that third is, it could be other partners, it could be friends, it could be support networks, it could be kids. You know, all kinds of other religion. I think was religion was one. Well, yeah, really important. Yeah, so so that's the approach we'd be taking, and then I guess from relationship anarchy and other kinds of polyamorous models of relation as well. It's like you know there's this real sense that they have to that him and Francesca have to be a certain kind of relationship and it was similar with Rachel was it in the first season it's like as soon as they're like okay we're gonna have Mm. romantic love between us then it's like we must live together we must you know see each other all the time Mm. we must have sex a certain amount you know there's all these other things that come with it like the relationship escalator that Aggie says talks about like that they have to go up up and up up and up the Mm -hmm. escalator and then we see how badly wrong that kind of goes in season one and as a sense at the end of season two that is happening again that you know she's kind of she has chosen dev but does that mean she's moved in with him straight away and they're lying in bed and they don't look particularly happy and it's like what about all the other models they could have chosen you know they could have explored some kind of open non-monogamy where she could be with both Mm -hmm. if she isn't happy with the other guy they could have been monogamous but could she have lived in could they have had a long distance relationship or living apart together lapped relationship Um, could they have a comic comet relationship which is where somebody Mm -hmm. you know comes into your life for maybe a few weeks a year but you have this really intense time then they go away again there's so many different models they could have been considering yes exactly it could have mm. just stayed at that point couldn't yeah. it because she was coming into uh, they were meeting up now and again like he was either going to Italy or she was coming to America and they were having these really lovely intense moments yeah. on, like watching TV and um, it was very intimate and they were spending they were going to restaurants and they were going, going on lovely dates to the yeah. park and seeing mm-hmm. art and stuff and it's like couldn't it have just stayed there yeah couldn't it have just stayed in that really nice place and that's actually what it is that he wanted mm. I think there's a thing there around like rather than reaching out for the type of relationship that you want maybe if we can be more um, if we can look at the detail of what it is we want from a relationship so mm. you know I want a relationship where uh, when you're in town that we can uh, snuggle uh, that we could maybe he wanted it to be sexual we yeah. don't know that we can uh, go to dinner together just us or that we can go to the park together and, mm. and hang out in these particular kinds of ways whatever we call that relationship I would like that Yeah. how yeah. would you feel about that yeah exactly so helpful to get into that detail of that instead of just going with the cultural narrative of what you're supposed to want because there are so mm. few cultural narratives and they're all so rigid that's and so right narrow. and plus already we know Dev is getting so many of his relationship needs already met in yeah. wonderful ways yeah. so he didn't need to put pressure on that relationship to also give him you know the things that he gets from Arnold or Denise or Brian or you know the people he works with or any yeah. of the other things yeah yeah uh, should we actually talk about Chef Jeff 
we're yeah. not really talking about this. Let's talk about this as a, as a thing because I know it's like uh, it's relevant to our. It podcast. is. Chef, talk- Chef Jeff is a non con, non consensual type chappy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was almost like a catchphrase. You worked <laughs> in there and enjoyed that. Yeah. So um, Dev's got this new work relationship with a guy called Chef Jeff. And yeah. Chef Jeff is a very powerful guy, very mm. charismatic, powerful guy. And Dev never really knows how where he fits in with his with with Chef Jeff. Yeah. There's always that sense of like Dev will take an idea to a meeting. He's either going to love it or he's going to hate it. Yeah. And you don't know which it's going to be. Even and when he's responding, you're not quite sure which it is. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He's very he's very loud. He's very charismatic. He's on the face of it quite likable, and mm. it looks like they've got this kind of nice kind of relationship. There's definitely a power dynamic that, that goes on. As the show unravels, it um, as the series unravels towards the end, it, it seems that Chef Jeff has been sexually harassing, sexually, mm. yeah, sexually assault somebody. Certainly, sexually harassing. Yeah, people. certainly putting people under a lot of pressure. Women who work for him. Yeah, and basically and, implying mm. that they, in order, that part of the part of the job really was to face this kind of sexual harassment. Yeah, and that that's what they had. To and face. that they end up having to leave because yeah. he won't stop doing that, even when he's been told off. He'll carry on yeah. doing it again and uh, Dev and uh, Chef Jeff are in a show uh, called um, BFF like best friends best oh yeah they're friends. gonna best food friends that's right and they're, they're promoting be... the show yeah. and then uh, it's and then Dev finds out at the last minute but doesn't really intervene quickly mm. enough to kind of you know to say that this is these allegations are probably at least found out about these allegations mm. and that look true and mm. hasn't confronted Chef Jeff and hasn't really called him out yeah. until the there's a TV program at the end sort of yeah it all kind of gets revealed but I think I've seen that the show Master of None um, criticised a bit for how it handled mm. this um, it feels like it could maybe have gone further in modelling how you might deal with that revelation that someone you know has been non-consensual or yeah. abusive I mean it's a really hard thing to, yeah. to handle but it's you know really important that when that we do call people out when we're all in when we find out that kind of thing Definitely. about them Um and yeah and just also it really highlights the power and consent that we talk about in our book and in our little animation on our website about consent which is that you know power when when somebody's in a position of power it's very hard for the other person to to consent Mm. or to to say yes or to say no yes Um, and that's something that Jeff Chef Jeff clearly hasn't got his head around at all or if he has he's using it to his benefit which is really morally and the issue here is that Dev has more power than the people that are being Actually harassed by Chef Jeff. Well, this is yeah. This competently has less power than Chef Jeff. Exactly. His career is now owed to Chef Jeff, and he called if he called out Chef Jeff. Yeah, he would lose his job. Exactly, so and there's, there's certainly like a, something around race and religion and power oh, as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, in the culture of Islamophobia that we now have, mm-hmm. you know, for him to be what well, we've always had, but we've, it's particularly at this heightened point at the moment. Yeah, you could imagine that um, Dev is not feeling is in feeling in a very precarious position. Yeah, yeah. Quite understandably, you might feel not super employable yeah. as a TV personality mm-hmm. and actor in in New York at the minute. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's so important to unpick the power stuff around consent. Is what we're saying. Definitely. Yeah, but it might have been nice if they could have like taken this this whole theme a bit further, maybe to model how it might have been dealt with better. Yeah, yeah. it could have been given more of a, a, a more more story. 
yeah just uh, more, more time more air time yeah um, especially given it echoes so many things that are actually happening around celebrities who have abused their power yeah, yeah totally mm-hmm. uh, but it's a, but to a point it's a really well um it's like really well observed thing about how this works like yeah how power works and yeah it's often white guys with tremendous amounts of personality and charisma but also power mm. in their industry and how that and can... nobody ever wants to get on the wrong side of them and because no. they've got so much power just to get rid yeah. of those people yeah yeah mm. Um, but that is um, that is Master of None. I mean, I I preferred the first series. I, have I know to say. you're so wrong. <laughs> this this second season, listeners, is absolute televisual miraculousness. I mean, it is just beautiful from start I to finish. I think it's beautiful. I think it's very really beautifully shot. The scene where he's in the cab, looking really sad for like three mm. minutes while a soft cell song plays. <sighs> That's pretty. That's pretty cool. There's some serious moments. I mean, I th- I think the New York episode. You know, we've again we disagree a little about this because mm. I guess the New York episode is following people who are sort of a lower class status than than him and his friends are, yeah. and it, we were feeling like maybe that it was a bit of a sop to you know why are all these rom-coms about such privileged people and you know just having one episode is that enough you know shouldn't but i mean it's this thing that that uh sex and the city and seinfeld and master mm. and are now trying to grapple with they're all like new york uh, yeah. comedies but they're all about um middle class people who yeah. don't really seem to struggle with life yeah. <laughs> in any way yeah. um, and you know, kind of we're assuming have jobs and have decent income and don't have to really worry but you know, yeah. I did really like that um, it featured taxi drivers working 12 hour shifts or living mm. in one room and sharing beds yeah. you know, that's the reality for many many New Yorkers Absolutely. And, yeah. um, and the experience of the couple who were deaf and signing to each other their mm. argument which that's is beautifully done yeah. uh, really nicely done and the group of women that the taxi drivers meet at the end. I, mean, yeah. I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. It just feels like... Um, I think it's an important episode, but it's that thing of can that be embedded somehow? I mean, mm. I'm not a writer. Of, you know, I can't write. Yeah. I don't know how I'd do it. No, I know. Um, but, but I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a, step, a step in the right direction. Yeah. It feels like, um, you know, American sitcoms are beginning to tackle these kinds of issues a bit yeah. better um, no, no, none of them are perfect yet no. you know but in terms of like the diversity of the cast it's still a lot stronger than most you yes know? oh yeah yeah um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is my other top tip for a much more diverse show yeah um, that actually tackles some issues of race really pretty well for something mm. that's supposed to be a light comedy um, yeah yeah I should check that out yeah that's but a good one it's an awful lot of cycling to watch <laughs> um, it's an awful lot of white men on bikes to watch <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um, so uh, is there anything else we need to say about Master of Nell like watch it so yeah see, well, tell us what you think about it definitely or read and or read the book Modern Romance yeah um, it'd be really interesting to see whether Aziz Ansari keeps writing these kind of books as well I'd be really fascinated to yeah. see where he gets to on this it's clearly something that he's really interested in yeah um, so you know come on our podcast come on yeah, come on, yeah. Come and join us. would be such a great conversation. Yeah. We could all learn from each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of the Meg, John, and Justin podcast, you might want to subscribe to all the others if you haven't already. Yeah, uh, we are. If you just search for us in your podcast app, Meg, John, Justin, or go to soundcloud.com forward slash Meg, John, Justin. If you'd like to uh, just chat to us about what you thought about the. Uh, 
this podcast, you can tweet us at Meg John Justin or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Meg John Justin, or send us a message via our website, megjohnandjustin.com, where you can find details of all our publications. Yes. Including our book. And our animations. And our animations that we mentioned. And our zines. Our zines. Yeah. And... uh, blog posts uh, blog posts yeah yeah that uh, what we, we did that blog post that was really good that, uh, about uh, the the top five tips or something oh top sex tips top yeah, sex tips yeah, yeah, yeah. Our top sex tips absolutely yeah. we keep being asked that but yeah. we keep trying to subvert it but it doesn't always doesn't always work. No, I think we did it in that post. That one. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no. We have, I think we yeah. started with forget all other sex advice. Well, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is that the journalists who ask us for this don't always completely grasp no. what we're trying to say, but we're no. doing our best, yeah. dear listeners, to change the face of sex advice. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um and uh, and they can find our book, Enjoy Sex How, When and If You Want To. They can indeed. Uh practical and inclusive guide. Yes. And uh so until next time see you then bye Bye.